0: What's going on out there, people? Welcome back to the Rotobon Podcast. Pete Davidson here. It's Tuesday, so we're talking waiver wire. It was the B-52s bringing us in with hot lava. It's getting hot around here for sure. Everybody playing games that either mean absolutely nothing or games that are sort of must-win or trying to get a buy or what have you. Maybe some people have a buy already locked up and you're looking to sort of refine, retune, reset, whatever you want to call it, getting yourself ready for the playoffs and this is definitely sort of a, um, how should I put this, sort of a, um, you know an understand your mode week. What mode are you in? Figure it out and sort of build accordingly. Um, obviously, if you need two wins to get into the playoffs, you can't sit there and prioritize uh, a playoff roster. You need to get there. Um, for those of us who may be a long shot, even with two wins, you need to start thinking matchups. You need to start thinking upside. Um, obviously, for those of us who are, you know, you know, who know we're gonna make the playoffs, you start looking at your redundancy, you start looking at handcuffs, your single positions. Uh, I think it's really important to remember what the what your league rules are into the playoffs. Are you allowed moves? If you're allowed moves going into the post I mean excuse me during the postseason, you don't need to roster a backup kicker. You might not even need to roster a backup quarterback. If you get locked out on moves, you're going to have some hard choices to make. If you need to roster just one backup quarterback, maybe you should roster two. I mean, the COVID thing, hopefully most leagues are allowing for flexibility, maybe if they don't normally have flexibility. Um, I know the one league I run where we normally shut things down for the playoffs, we're not going to do that, but make sure you know... What you're going to be allowed to do. I mean, you may, you know, definitely if you if you're not allowed to make moves, you got to have a backup kicker, you got to have a backup quarterback, and depending on your, you know, what your bench restrictions are, you may need more than one. Um, I mean, a lot can happen over the course of a month, so you know that can be a dicey thing. I would. I'm assuming that most leagues are allowing moves this year, but if you don't, you got to really think about that now. Look at the matchups. You got to and you got to think about guys who stay healthy. You know, like don't take some kicker who's already been battling a hamstring or something like that. All right, enough of that. Let's. Um, this is not going to be a super long podcast because there's just not a whole lot breaking free out there. We got a couple things to talk about, um, but uh, for the most part, this is going to be pretty easy. And by the way, um, before I get into the positions, a couple things about this week. Obviously, we've got the holiday. Uh, there won't be any content coming out on the site on Thursday. I'm going to be doing stuff with family. Uh, I will be putting out some rankings on Wednesday. It's possible that they will be comment-free, where I might just get all the rankings in order so you guys can take a look at it, make some decisions on what you want to do with your, with your Thursday players. Obviously, we want to... Uh, get you that information. But as far as me being able to write everybody up on Wednesday, given that I probably won't be able to start until early afternoon, that's probably gonna be tough. Um, Maybe what I'll try to do is write up the Thursday players or something like that. Uh, But definitely, um, there's gonna be plenty of content this week. Um, Not sure what my Friday's gonna look like. I don't, because my family's doing pretty much a virtual Thanksgiving, I think the Friday family thing will be minimal. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to maybe get some content going on Friday or just grind my DFS stuff Um, but this is obviously sort of a week with two game days which makes it uh, you know a little heavy for fantasy which is one of the reasons I'm you know I would like to just really go all out on the waiver wire today but I've just got so much on my plate so we'll do what we can we'll get through this thing Um, I'm going to go through the four position groups and then at the end I'll go through some stash options. Um, If anybody has questions about how to handcuff any particular player, 100% hit me up on Twitter. I will give you what I think on that one. There's not a whole lot of dicey situations uh, and obviously a lot of backfields you have multiple choices now. Um, Handcuffing isn't what it used to be because, you know, backfields used to be starter, backup. Now it's like, you know, three-man committee, fourth guy waiting in the wing. So it's, it's, in a lot of cases, it's not what it used to be. But in some cases, obviously, um, we do have some fairly um, direct handcuffing options. Okay, let's talk quarterbacks. Now, in most leagues, there are tons of quarterbacks out there. I, I am seeing more quarterback availability than normal in most of my leagues. I don't know if that holds true. Uh, for you guys. So on you know on my waiver wires, there's really a lot to choose from. Obviously, I think Taysom Hill is the bell of the ball right now. Um, his matchup this week is probably not as good as some people think, uh, but he does get Atlanta again in week 13. He's, he's at Denver this week. I mean, it's certainly a winnable matchup. Um, and then Atlanta, again, that looks good. Philadelphia on the 14th is an interesting matchup because it's a throw matchup. And then a wide open game on week 15 against Kansas City. Um, that's probably the last viable weekend for Hill. Um, it, Based on all the math I've done, i talked to some injury docs. Uh, it seems like week 16, Breeze should be back. Week 15, he could be back. Week 14, Maybe. Week 14 seems like a bit of a long shot. Um, So that's where I'm at with Hill. I think he's definitely a guy who can help you over the next couple weeks. Um, He showed you that he's got a big ceiling. If the first half hadn't been a disaster, he could have hit 35 points. Um, So he's definitely sort of a mystery box player in terms of what you're going to get. But if you're a team that's chasing, if you're a team that needs something, you know, hey, Maybe Taysom Hill's a good guy to take a shot with because you get that 40 point game out of nowhere and all of a sudden you're in business. Most of, you know, uh, uh, you're not getting a, a 40 point game from Alex Smith or Tua. Um, I mean, the only guys out there that I see who have that kind of reach uh, are going to be Taysom Hill and maybe Daniel Jones um, and maybe Jalen Hurts if he were to take over for the Eagles. Um, so I think T- Taysom is definitely at the top if you want to go more conventional. Uh, I think Derek Carr is still a pretty good add. Um, looking at the Raiders schedule, he's got the Falcons this week. That's great. He's got the Jets next week. That's great. Um, and then um, the Chargers week 15. Now, we don't like the Colts week 14 or Miami week 16, but the rest of it's pretty good. Um, Baker Mayfield, I know some people are probably just going, dude, really, what, you got to give up this Baker Mayfield stuff. And you know what? My soul agrees with you, but the, the the bottom line with Mayfield, is and I mean it's just one of those things. Um, let me let's just look, 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 let's just look at this thing. I I, I mean the, the intermediate matchups or the interim matchups, you, you know, are debatable. But the next two weeks are are, are, are are playable. Jacksonville and Tennessee. Now obviously you don't want any part of, any part of Baltimore week fourteen. But then the Giants and the Jets. If you get to the bowl, if you're a streaming team. I think you gotta roster Mayfield just in case you get to the Jets week sixteen. <laughs> Good God, I mean that's that that that's amazing. So uh, I definitely think Mayfield has some applications at the very least. Uh, I know the stats haven't been tremendous, but you have to look at some of the games. This I mean the the Browns have played in just some awful game situations the last couple weeks. Um, you know things should be a little bit better going forward, and he's on the road um, every week, but the Baltimore thing. So we're not dealing with Cleveland weather in any of these situations. Um, You know, and obviously, you know, the New York weather could be a concern uh, late December, but uh, with global warming, for all we know, it's a a clear, crisp 40 degree day. Um, Andy Dalton, uh, definitely still a guy that I'm interested in. I think we saw that he took a step forward last week, you know, albeit in a pretty cake matchup. But you know, Washington this week, Baltimore not good next week, but then in the in the playoffs, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and then, you know, Philadelphia, there's some concern, but depending on the state of the Cowboy line, you know, that's a, that's a team you can throw the ball a lot on. So, um, except for Week 13, Dalton's got playable matchups, and if Dallas starts to figure things out, I mean, who knows? He's still thrown to some great talent. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins definitely is a guy who might be able to help you you know say over the next couple weeks the problem with cousins is that if you get into the playoffs it's about as bad as it gets tampa chicago saints that's brutal i wouldn't want to be playing cousins against any of those guys um but carolina and jacksonville over the next two weeks both playable particularly jacksonville um so kirk cousins does have some viability uh you know left in him if you will um matt stafford you know he's going to be getting guys back he'll be viable certainly this week against houston stafford uh could be a thing uh depending on the status of his weapons um then at chicago not so good Uh, but then week 14 15 green bay and tennessee both playable not looking to play him in tampa week 16 um Rivers, really like the matchups up until Week 16 where he gets Pittsburgh. You don't want any part of that. But Phillip Rivers is playable until Week 16. Same thing with Daniel Jones. Great matchups up until Week 16 when he gets the Ravens. Uh, Tua Um butchered that, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, not great over the whole course of the season, but over the next couple weeks, Jets, then Bengals. We like that. Um, let's go over to the football team uh, and Alex Smith, who obviously has... Uh, but you know, played better than expected. Quite honestly, I mean, last week's game was sort of a broken game. Obviously, excuse the uh, the word I use there. Not trying to make light of Burrow's situation, which is just like bordering on tragic. Um, but if you look at the football team schedule at Dallas, Pittsburgh, bad, but San Francisco, Seattle, both good, and then Carolina's playable week 16. So Alex Smith is a guy with the exception of week 13. You can play him. So, if you want to roster a guy now who you could play this week and keep on your team throughout the playoffs, Alex Smith fits the bill. Um, it ain't pretty, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, your QB2, hopefully. Uh, Nick Mullins is a guy to think about if he got dumped in a really deep league or in a super flex kind of format. Probably is going to start the rest of the games for the 49ers. Um, and, you know what? Uh, while we're here, let's just. Um I'm just going to pull out. I didn't have San Francisco's schedule handy here. Let me just take a quick look. Um, Rams this week, not good, but Buffalo, Dallas, Arizona, uh, all left on the schedule. So, you know, if for some reason you needed a player, Nick Mullins is going to have plus matchups down the stretch, with the exception of Washington football team week 14. It's not like you can't play a guy against them. Um, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles, you know, look, it sounds like they're going to be pretty, you know, uh, you know, hesitant to pull Carson Wentz. But if they do pull Carson Wentz, you'd be bringing in a guy who can really run, who can put up serious foot points, um, and really the you know the way Wentz is throwing right now, Hertz would not be, um, you know, much of a downgrade, but he'd be a foot point upgrade. So. Uh, and, and, and really uh, a solid overall schedule, plus the Cowboys Week 16. So if you're in Superflex and Hertz is sitting out there and you've got the bench space to roster him, he could be an amazing play Week 16. Um, my gut says Wentz probably starts the rest of the games, although if they were going to pull Wentz, it might be late, like that you 16-17 know, kind of scenario. Um, last but not least, Ryan Finley on the Bengals. This is obviously... Um, you know, a super flex kind of ad. if you're desperate. He does have Dallas Week 14. Uh, he does have the Texans Week 16. So he'll probably put up some okay numbers in those two games. In between there, in between that, he has the Steelers, which is a great week to start the Steelers. Um, so that's pretty much uh, what I have down for quarterbacks so far. I doubt I'm going to add much at the QB position um, when I get the wire up this afternoon. Oh, and by the way, I just want to... I haven't winced, you haven't heard me wince yet, but uh, for those of you who caught what was going on in my life over the weekend, this huge, like 300 plus pound deer died right in my yard. Um, And uh, yesterday afternoon, me and this other guy dragged the dead carcass up to the road so it could be loaded onto a truck. And man, I like tore a muscle In my chest like rib cartilage man I it's like I'm having trouble taking a full breath Um, so anyway point being when I'm done with this podcast I might lie down for a while just to get this thing to calm down it is anybody who's ever had rib cartilage pain it is nasty and it really affects your lungs Um, so I'm gonna be grabbing some rest at some point today Uh, point being the waiver wire could go up maybe in the three four o'clock area if you're looking for that Anyway, looking over at running backs, interesting board. Uh, I am still on Wayne Gallman. I think he might be the best ad for the rest of the season. J.K. Dobbins is right there. You know, I don't know what's going on with this COVID thing. For all we know, he gets an actual case of COVID and is out uh, and stays out. Or maybe he is somehow back in time um, for next week, right? I mean, you know. There's, um, you know, pretty much no way that <laughs> he's going to be cleared for Thursday, but um, perhaps um, you know Dobbins can be back for Week 13. Uh, so he sort of moves into one of the top stash plays right now. Then Gus Edwards becomes, you know, a really good just overall play. Obviously, you you know you you lose a little bit on this matchup. It is Pittsburgh, but the thing is, even though Pittsburgh can defend everywhere, there's no doubt about that. The Ravens are a unique team because of all the RPOs they can run. So um, I can see Gus Edwards being the guy who gets a touchdown in 70 yards in this game wouldn't surprise me at all. If you're hurting for a running back this week, you could do a whole lot worse um, than Gus Edwards. Though, you know, personally, um, I think I would rather uh, pick up Wayne Gallman if he's still out there. I think he's going to, uh, you know, pretty much. Uh, light up the Bengals and you know I to me he's played well enough where I just can't see any reason why they would go back um to Devontae Freeman moreover Gallman gets Seattle then Arizona uh, and then Cleveland and Baltimore weeks 15 and 16 but if you're still going there uh, you've just got to be pretty happy with what you got out of uh Gallman and you know you can play running back against Cleveland Baltimore not so much um What else at running back that we really want to hit here? Um, you know, one pickup in addition to Dobbins, excuse me, Edwards, uh, that you could look at this week, although, again, the matchup stinks. Uh, but Justice Hill is probably going to be the two-back in this game, uh, which, you know, he'll, he's a guy who can catch some passes. So wouldn't surprise me if Justice Hill catches, you know, two to four passes in this game and puts up, you know, 50 or so total yards. If you are desperate in a deep league, he's a guy you could look at. Um, James White on the Patriots, um, once we find out, that I, I haven't seen full confirmation, but it sounds like Rex Burkett had a pretty serious knee injury. Very unlikely we're going to see him again, I think. That means James White you know, now becomes the full-blown passing down back on the Patriots and pretty much goes back to the old James White value. So in PPR leagues, grabbing James White is a great idea. Um, Carlos Hyde really is a guy we need to... You know, sort of hammer down what his availability is going to be uh, for this week. Now, you know the way this the way this thing sort of lays out is that you know Carson right now is expected back, but until we actually see Carson at practice, I think a lot of people are going to be sort of skeptical on that. It's a Monday night game, which gives Carson more time. It's a Monday night game, so it also makes it harder on us to get an early bead, because you know. Today's practice won't be a, air quote, real practice, and we may find out some of this stuff on Saturday. Um, but, you know, I, I still think Hyde is a reasonably good pickup if you're in a desperate situation. Um, I think there's probably a 30-40% chance he gets a start this week. Um, another back who's out there in some leagues, and you know, I should have said this at the top, uh, and I hope to get... Um, a better handle on ownership percentages when I do the article. Apologies if some of these guys are more owned uh, than I'm thinking, but and I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but Yahoo's fantasy is down right now. Like, you can get on the website, but it doesn't give you ownership rates or anything like that. So everybody's just, every, every single player in the league on my, um, uh, on the site for me is listing at zero ownership. So it's like something's wrong with their stats server. So I don't have ownership percentages uh, right now. Um, but having said that, Philip Lindsay, if he's out there, I mean, look, he got about half the carries last week. Um, now, he's not worth as much as Melvin because Melvin got the goal line love, and Melvin's catching more passes. Uh, but... You know they are clearly not uh, just sort of burying Lindsay. He looks like he's going to be a ten-plus touch player. He's got some decent matchups remaining on the schedule. Uh, not in love with the New Orleans game this week, uh, but Kansas City will be a high-scoring game, perhaps or certainly a game where they they need offense. Carolina's a decent matchup. Buffalo's a decent matchup. The Chargers are a reasonably good matchup. So Lindsay's going to be playable the rest of the way if you have a crack at him. Um, Rashad Penny we'll talk about a little later, but I think he's one of the better pickups available this week. Um, I think you could see him on the field this week or next. And if there's a player out there that could just all of a sudden be something, I think it's Rashad Penny. I mean, look, he may come back and look less than post-ACL. We don't know. But if his rehab went well, and they've played it very conservatively, which could mean two things— meaning he's not doing real well with the rehab or they've wanted to make sure he comes all the way back because they've got a lot of running backs. If it's the second part, this is a guy where he could come in and become the guy. He could even take Carson out to some extent. Like this thing could be Penny Carson with Penny making more of the big plays and having a red zone role. It's not out of the question, okay? Um and obviously Carson, we don't even know how healthy Carson is. So, you know, when Penny does get back, he'll be the fresh-legged guy. He could conceivably be like the healthiest guy uh, on, the, on the roster. So, uh, I really think in some leagues, if you've got the space really, in any league um, if running back help is something that you crave, if running back upside is something you crave, uh, you know, Rashad Penny could be anywhere from a nothing burger to a big deal. So, uh, he's a guy to not forget about, in my opinion. You know, the Rams right now look like a three headed monster, uh, and we'll talk about Cam Akers a little later too. But, you know, if I were rostering a running back from the Rams, it would be Cam Akers. Uh, Obviously, um, Henderson's not available anywhere. we talked about P Ryan last week for the Jets. I think that was going to work out. He got in the zone. He looked real good. Granted, the touches weren't at the level we wanted. Uh, but he rolled his ankle, high ankle sprain. Apparently, he's going to be out. It would appear multiple weeks, uh, which means Frank Gore is going to be getting probably seventy percent of the action in this backfield and is a viable play uh, as as absolutely disgusting uh, as it is to say that uh, Frank Gore is going to be worth something, particularly uh, in non-PPR I mean, the Jets have the Dolphins uh, Miami, Seattle over the next three weeks, these are teams that can give up rushing yardage, uh, the Rams is bad week 15, Cleveland week 16 but certainly over the next three weeks, uh, Frank Gore could be a thing and when I say a thing, I mean viable for fantasy Um Let me see who else here. Uh, Salvin Ahmed is still, you know, we need to get a bead on what Gaskins is ready to do. But I think if Ahmed is out there, he's still a guy to pick up. Um, He could be one-third role. He could be two-thirds role, depending on the health of Gaskin, I think. Um, Let me see. Uh, Tony Pollard scored again last week. Now... You know, Zeke was what we thought he would be, but Pollard still has a role. He's an exciting player. Um, certainly is like a mandatory handcuff for Zeke if he's out there. And in a deep enough league, I think he could be uh, a guy to add. With Thanksgiving coming up quickly, there's no guarantee that um, Swift is going to get over his concussion protocol situation in time. In which case, Adrian Peterson, who absolutely crushed me and maybe some of you last week, you have my apologies. Although Matt Patricia's just just a blank blank. Um, and then On Johnson is just as viable, if not more so, um, uh, than Carrion. And let's just refresh my memory here for a second. Yeah, it's, um, a matchup with Houston, so that's pretty good. Um, Moving back to the Jets just for a second, Ty Johnson, not a recommended ad, but maybe a guy to sort of stash, um, or in a deep league you could maybe play him. He should have maybe a third role. Uh, He'll catch some passes. Uh, But if something were to happen to Gore, this guy could have the full juice for a week or two. So Ty Johnson on the Jets in deeper PPR leagues something to look at. And in, in the same kind of deep sense uh, Austin Walter and the 49ers I don't know anything about this guy other than if Mostert doesn't come back and if Coleman doesn't come back this week it would be like McKinnon and Austin Walter out there. Um, so maybe not a guy to pick up right away but a situation to sort of watch uh, throughout the week. Once we, like if, once we find out most. Mostert and Coleman aren't playing. And I think Mostert's probably like 50 50. Then, you know, a guy like Walter, who knows? When's the last time we saw a guy play for the 49ers, run the ball, and not do well? Um, I may find another running back or two, particularly uh, once I'm able to look at these Yahoo ownership rates. So, um, you know, keep that um, in mind um, for when we get the article up. Uh, but again, for me this week, the pickups. Gallman, if he's out there, is great pickup. Dobbins is a great stash pickup. Edwards is a decent plug and play pickup. White is probably a decent deep league PPR plug and play pickup. Hyde and Ahmed and Lindsay all have solid applications uh, for this week, um, and I think Penny and Akers are both uh, really good stashes. And J.K. Dobbins, if he J.K. Dobbins, I think is about if memory serves, he's over sixty percent owned. But he's a guy in short bench leagues this week. People see COVID, and they're not a playoff team. Like, J.K. Dobbins could going to get cut this week. If that happens, go get him, in my opinion. Okay, let's look at these receivers. This um, would be the one position where things aren't, like, brutal. Well, I guess quarterback as well. Um, at the top of the list, Michael Pittman. Michael um, Pittman probably after last week you uh, last two weeks where we've had him pretty high i'm thinking a lot of you already have pitman but if you don't this is probably your last chance to go get him he is looking more and more like the number one receiver in the colts his game is fitting rivers pretty well uh so Pittman is a must-go-get kind of guy if you can we already talked about their schedule being pretty good next couple weeks uh sterling shepherd for the giants same kind of thing great pickup curtis samuel another good game last week um you know, really, obviously, I don't need to tell you guys how much I like Curtis Samuel, um, but he just sort of fits the way they're playing, and his his role just sort of continues to grow. Uh, meanwhile, uh, he's got the Vikings this week, which is a great matchup for him. Uh, does have a bye week next week, but no brutal matches left in the schedule. Denver, Green Bay, Washington. Um, so Curtis Samuel is going to be playable every week that he plays. Definitely like him as a pickup. Um... Nelson Aguilar just keeps getting it done for the Raiders. He's pretty clearly the number one receiver there now, and it's really working. He has sort of clicked with David Carr. Definitely can help you in just about any league right now. Brashad Perryman with the Jets looks real good. He's in sync with Joe Flacco. They didn't work together well when they were in Baltimore, but they've, they've found it with the Jets. Um, now, It's sort of tricky. I think Perryman right now clearly has a little more upside than Denzel Mims, but Denzel Mims has that factor where he's 100% healthy now, looks like he's a little bit more of a better bet than Perryman, who gets hurt like almost every freaking week. So I could see taking Mims over... Perryman for the rest of the season, with the idea being that as this season wears on, the Jets are going to want to use Mims more and more and more to find out exactly what they have. He's already playing a ton, he's already getting targeted a lot, he's already made a lot of really impressive catches, um, so I, it's really tough to, to, to put any negative spin on where Denzel Mims is at right now with the Jets, and if the Jets can move to freaking football and, you know, based on last week, they can move the football a little bit. Um, if you look at the Jets' schedule, y- y- you've got some games that are appealing. You know, the Raiders, Seattle, Cleveland. Uh, there's some good games on here. So, uh, you know, we don't like the Rams week 15. Um We're not in love with Miami this week, Uh, but uh, Mims is going to be a playable guy, and the thing is, the Jets have quarterbacks, so when the Jets fall behind, Flacco's Flacco, but Flacco can feed receivers, so the Jets are in bad game scripts, they're going to throw the ball, Um, they don't really have any running backs left, Um, and again, with very few exceptions, they target receivers and nobody else, so... You know, Mims and Perryman, both good pickups. I think Mims is the one where there's sort of some unexplored ceiling. Like three weeks from now, we could all be talking about Denzel Mims. I mean, it would not shock me for what it's worth. Corey Davis, obviously not the number one receiver there anymore. They will be getting Humphreys back soon. They're using both of the tight ends, so they spread the ball around there. But Davis is a viable flex every single week. Uh, Tim Patrick, still basically what we thought he was going to be. He did His numbers, if you look at him from last week, look great. A lot of that is on that one freakish play. Let's not forget that. Um, for upside purposes, I still love Jalen Rieger. I think Jacoby Myers is still a great add. We knew he was going to have a rough week last week because he had a tough matchup. I don't think that's going to be the case going forward every week. I think he's going to continue to be a bit of a target hog. If you like Demare Bird coming off the big game, I have no problem with that either, but I'm I, I feel fairly certain that the guy I would rather have is Jacoby Myers, um, just because of the target load. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and just a quick look at, eight, uh, at at the Patriots' remaining schedule. You could have a high-volume game against Arizona. Uh, the Buffalo game could be pretty off the hook Week 16. He won't be driving Tredavious White, I don't think. Uh, certainly the Miami game's got potential. The uh Chargers game has potential and yeah, obviously I don't think we want to be playing our Patriots week 14 against the Rams but uh, to me uh, Jacoby Myers is still a really really strong PPR pickup um, let me see any more guys, I Josh Reynolds I think is still viable Uh, alan lazard you know we haven't seen it yet but i definitely think he's still viable for what we thought he was going to be i think rashard higgins is going to step up and be a weekly flex ty hilton's out there i think he's still a weekly flex um kj hamler is still a guy i like for upside same kind of thing as mims but it's just a totally different player a a quick slot who can make the big play at any time um you know he's sort of a tavon austin-y kind of guy um but younger and still with hope um You know, Cole Beasley, still a a solid pickup if you need him. Uh, There's a lot of receivers out there. Um, If you're really going deep, Des Bryant is a guy you could look at in a deep league. Uh, You know, if if he continues to stay healthy, they they seem to want to get him involved. A.J. Green scored for the first time last week, still playing about 80% of the snaps. The the touchdown was from Burrow, though. Just, you know, put that in some perspective. Um... But one guy I really like this week, if you're in a jam and you need to make a pickup, and this is a guy who could get dropped uh, for a couple reasons, but Jakeem Grant from the Dolphins, they're not using him in the way that I would like to see him used, but that can change at a moment's notice because they know exactly what kind of player he is, and I'm telling you right now, somebody as electric as Jakeem Grant against this dead-legged, barely organized, pathetic Jet defense. I'm telling you right now, if Jaquem Grant doesn't have a long touchdown against the Jets this week, I will be surprised. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be playing this guy in DFS this week. I'm telling you right now. J- Jaquem Grant, I think, is going to light the Jets up. Now, after that, you know, Preston Williams comes back and and everything, I think, changes. But for this week, I think Jaquem Grant is a great plug-and-play. I really do. Um, let's go down and hit a little tight ends and I'll get you guys out of here. Not a lot here to get excited about. Um, Robert Tanyan, I think is a good pickup. If you can get Tanyan, I think you can start him the rest of the way. Zach Ertz, I think, is a really good pickup. I think he's around 50% owned in Yahoo, if memory serves. Uh, and you know, they've been dysfunctional without him. I mean, let's be honest. It's been ugly without Ertz in there. Now, he wasn't playing real well before he was hurt, but he, he was, I think, playing hurt. So I think Ertz is a guy who could, I, I think a lot of people are just sort of leaving him for dead. But if you've got a big sucking sound at tight end where your points should be, I think Ertz is a really good stash, and I think you could start him as soon as he's active. Um, it may or may not work, but I think he's a viable play. Um, Trey Burton scored last week. Not sure what his role is going to be. Uh, it's going to depend on Mo'Ally Cox, uh, you know, who I think got through last week unscathed. He didn't score like Burton um, and Doyle. So, you know, the Colts things, right, now, It's you know, the Colts are like a dice roll. They use the tight end. So, really, any of the Colts tight ends who might be available probably have like a 30, 40% chance to score on most weeks because that's what they do down in the red zone, Um uh, Jordan Reed for the 49ers, certainly to the extent that he will play. and I mean, look, every week it's 50-50 whether Jordan Reed finishes a football game. I mean, let's be honest. But he is one of the better offensive pieces that they have left. One interesting move, if you're in a deep enough league, and I would do this. If I was in a deep enough league and there was just like, garbage on the tight end wire but Jordan Reed was available picking up Reed and Ross Dwelly if you have the bench space to keep one of them on your bench I think Reed is the guy you start and then once he gets hurt and he's out Dwelly actually becomes a solid weekly play like a fringe TE1 if he's the only healthy tight end they have so if you're just sitting there with a dead space at tight end a reed-dwelly combo could get you through the rest of the season. I could see that working in certain formats. Um, if Zach Ertz doesn't come back this week, then Richard Rodgers is a play. Um, I think rog- Logan Thomas had a tough positional matchup last week. I like the game matchup for him, but he had some some issues in coverage. He's probably going to be okay going forward. Uh, Dalton Schultz is a port in a storm if you need one. Jordan Aikens is a port in a storm if you need one. Uh, Seattle's um, situation at tight end is going to start to play out now. It looks like Greg Olson's done with a plantar injury. So Disley and Hollister are going to be fighting for this gig. If either one of them takes it over, they would become a decent option. If it's a 50-50 split, then obviously we're just sort of, you know, throwing darts every week. So that's a situation... Um, To keep an eye on, I like Disley and Hollister. I think either one of them could be a very effective fantasy option if they were getting enough juice. So if you're desperate, you could pick up one of those guys. Um, I really don't have a feel. I think Hollister probably. I I sort of like Disley more just in terms of how physically he is, but Hollister seems to be the one they like a little bit more in the pass game right now. Um, Obviously, this can change, uh, but that's a situation to either monitor or to get involved in and then stay on top of. Maybe you pick up Hollister this week and you have to switch to Disley next week. But there is going to be some tight end production now in Seattle. It's not a three man rotation anymore. And if one of these guys wins, we could actually have something. So uh, maybe get involved, maybe just pay attention. But Seattle's definitely a situation to watch. Okay, so we've been through all of the guys I have in the wire so far. And again, I apologize, but I don't have access to the Yahoo ownership rates. So, you know, once I get that, hopefully I will probably add maybe five to 10 more players to the final wire. So just sort of look for that. Um, But let's just talk about, just in case I missed anybody going through this thing, these are the guys who I think are viable stashes. Some of these guys can be played if you need to, but these are the guys who are still sort of floating out there who I think could have enough upside to still be a a, a decent pickup. Because look, let's face it, you look around right now, the waiver wire's not a lot of fun. But we mentioned Hurts and Mayfield at the quarterback position. Hurts because... He could bring a running quarterback element to Philadelphia. They've got so many good targets. They've got a an offensive line that maybe can get its act together at some point. They've got a defense. So you never know what could happen if Jalen Hurts gets in there. So he's exciting. Um, so I like him as a stash option, a quarterback. Mayfield I like to stash just for the playoff matchups. Dobbins with the COVID thing. If he gets dumped, then you can pick him up. I think he makes a phenomenal stash. James White is going to be um, sort of... I think bubbling to the surface again he makes a good stash Rashad Penny we talked about makes a really good stash Cam Akers I think is the one guy in st. Louis who might be able to take that thing I I mean I think it's probably a 20 30 percent chance of happening but if Cam Akers could make enough plays could show enough in practice to get 50 55 60 percent of that gig he would be a strong weekly flex and a decent you know RB2 if you are in need Again, I don't think it's going to happen, but it could happen. And he's got the kind of talent. And he's, in my opinion, he's the best receiver of the group in terms of his ability to make big plays. So, you know, they're a smart team. We'll see what happens. But I think Akers is a good stash. He's sort of the guy that you can get. We talked about Hamler. I think he's a good stash because, again, they might want to showcase him a little bit down the stretch. Just like Mims, who I think is an excellent pickup for a stash. Des Bryant. Who knows? They're looking for something there. He could be a red zone option that starts helping them. I think in big leagues he could be a stash. Um, uh, oh, and, and how about Jalen Rieger? I mean, now look, Rieger's a guy. I mean, a lot of these guys are guys you could play, um, but you know, probably if you're a good team, they're not really guys who are going to work their way into your lineup right now. But Rieger's a mega talent. So he could be a really good stash, uh, and then finally we mentioned the same team, Zach Ertz. You know, Zach Ertz may get back this week, he may get back next week, but I have a feeling he's going to produce once he gets in there. And if you're hurting at tight end, we're talking about we're talking about a guy who at one point was the fantasy TE one for a stretch. Um, so there's what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, about 12 stash options. Um, you know, there aren't too many of them who are phenomenal, but at this stage of the game, I think they're the best uh, who are out there. Uh, once again, I will do some fine-tuning before the written waiver wire goes up. Um, I haven't had access to a lot of the data that I like uh, to make some of those decisions. Um, so look for that when this thing goes up. I am going to be taking a little rest to try to heal up a little bit. I'm going to take some Advil, so hopefully I can bounce back. Um, look for the look for the waiver wire. I'm thinking in the area of four o'clock. Could be a little later. Could be a little earlier. But anyway, uh, onward, upward. Hopefully you guys are having a good season. I was really excited about the site traffic last week. It gave me the indication that a lot of you guys are doing well. I love that. Um, and there will be some rankings up on the site tomorrow for week 12. And when we get to Saturday, we'll be doing a DFS podcast just like last week. Man, if I had just avoided AP and not played so much Joe Burrow, I actually would have had a pretty good week. Uh, anyway, hopefully you guys didn't make the same mistake. Um, so I'll see you then. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Be careful about how many people you hang out with in a confined space. Please mask up. Please take the precautions. Don't spread COVID. And uh, stay healthy. Talk to you guys soon.